You're listening to special programming from Nevada Voice and 91.5 Jazz and More, KUNV-FM and HD1 Las Vegas. This is Impact, a daily look at how we are coping with the coronavirus in Nevada. I'm Carrie Kaufman. So I took some risk today to get a story. Valley High School is handing out Chromebooks, and I went to talk to kids and to Principal Ramona Esparza. I wore gloves and a mask, upside down apparently, according to my know-it-all Facebook friends, but it turned into a good piece. We'll play it in a few minutes, but first... Yeah, I love that uh, lockdown thing. It doesn't, I need to clear it up a little bit. It says lockdown is my specialty and it's kind of supposed to be a little bit, supposed to be a little bit garbled, but I think it's too much garbled. Anyway, we are joined this evening by Rebecca Garcia, one of the people who runs the CCSD Parent Facebook group. Rebecca, welcome. And uh, we have her on Skype. Is she there, Rebecca? Do we still have her? We still have can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Cool. Uh, so I want to check the numbers real quick. I check the numbers every single night. Uh, the coronavirus map numbers. Uh, U.S. has now passed 159,000 cases. Uh, that was 141,000 yesterday. So uh, that's 18,000 more cases. Uh, and 500 more deaths. We're now at uh, 2,945. Uh, around the world, there's been uh, 55,000 more cases, uh, which brings us to 755,000. Um, and um, actually, there's been 35,000 more cases. And uh, um, we have, have had 37,000 total reported deaths. Nevada, we've got about 1,000 cases here and 15 deaths. And that rate has been, the, the number of people getting symptomatic has been going up. Um, but the number of people dying has been going up a lot slower. So keep staying in, Nevada. Just keep staying in. Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit. Uh, there's been a couple of developments uh, governmentally in the uh, last uh, um, day or two. And I want to start with this quote from Aaron Ford. To Nevada families, I know what it's like to grow up in fear that your lights won't turn on or even worse, that your family might end up homeless. No child should have to go through that life of fear, and no adult should be saddled with these issues during an already stressful pandemic. So Ford and uh, Treasurer Zach Conine joined Governor Sisolak yesterday in a press conference, in a live press conference, with actual people there, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, And they are uh, putting a moratorium on people paying their rent or paying their mortgage uh, if they can't, um, and, and no penalties uh, because of the economic uh, fallout from this coronavirus. Did you see that? Um, do, do you know people who are struggling right now? Uh, what do you think of this? Well, I think we all know in Nevada, somebody who's lost their job or has seen a decrease in the number of hours that they're working. And so I do think it's important that the governor and um, our leaders have put some safeguards in place so that people can stay in their homes. Obviously, for those of us who are still getting paid, we need to make sure we're 
we're adding to the economy right now. Right. Um, but for those who aren't, you know, I think it's really important that people have a safe place to live. We're supposed to stay home for Nevada. And in order to do that, we need a place to live. That was that was the um, point that the, Sisolak made last night, that, you know, we're asking people to stay home. And if you kick people out because they're in arrears, even if they were in arrears before this started, you're you're putting people out on the streets who could co- con- contact the disease and give it to somebody else. Yeah. And the other thing that's always really concerning for me is that so frequently those who are in poverty in Nevada, in our community, are families with young children. Mm. Um, That's one of the largest percentages of people who live paycheck to paycheck. And so those kids are already suffering so much. Uh, school has stopped, <laughs> you know, even though there's digital learning, um, the, the, the day-to-day life of most kids has been completely flipped upside down. So I think ensuring housing stability mm. is really important for children because so many other things in life don't make sense for kids right now. So making sure that they have a safe place to stay is really important. Um, I totally agree with that. I want to listen to what uh, Zach Conine had to say yesterday off or simply haven't been able to get into work we hear you we're doing everything in our power to make things a little bit easier and to make sure that when nevada gets back to work it gets back to work stronger than ever i called the nevada bankers association the credit union league and the mortgage lenders association and said nevadans need your help and they need it now so there are a few things about this statement that I found interesting. Uh, one was, we hear you. He was not the first person to say, we hear you. Sisolak said that in his statement. I'm not really sure if Ford said that in his. Um, but it gave me the sense that a lot of people are calling in. A lot of people are asking for help from their government. Um, what is your sense there? Well, I know on the CCSD Parents Facebook page, one of our top posts every day are resources for where to get emergency food. Um, And that has been a huge need. And so you see how concerned people are. Nevada, before all this happened, we a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. We, we just, unfortunately, that's the reality in our economy and in our state. And so I think when all of a sudden everybody's, you know, jobs, because even if you have a job, you're probably not going to work at it. Right. Um, and so what, what you're bringing home could look really different. And that's just made a lot of people concerned about what happens next. And then, like I said, like, you know, one of the big challenges is in this type of a situation, there's just so much anxiety anyway, Mm. because there are so many unknowns. And so I think removing some of those financial, some of that financial anxiety can help all of us more calmly make it through the next weeks and months, because we really don't know exactly what's going to happen next. A lot of that is going to be determined by what the public health officials see and what needs to happen based on the results of us staying home and how the virus spreads. You know, I've been talking to um, people who run businesses uh, here. Uh, I think the coffee shops are doing okay. I I generally see lines going (laughs) through them. Uh, Dutch Bros definitely is not slowing down on any business. Um, But Uh, But I talked to somebody who owns a bar and who had to let her, who had to lay off her staff. She was trying to get through just on food, but bars are places that people go. They're not places that people pick up at. 
And uh, and she finally had to lay off her staff. And I was going to interview her, and she was like, I can't. I just can't. Uh, she's, she's definitely determined to uh, come back. Uh, but but in the meantime, her staff is going to lose a month or two of salary, and that's got to be tough. Rebecca? Yeah, I know uh, this morning I, I did my grocery shopping, and I ended up going to our local donut shop that we go to, and he gave me extra donuts. And you could tell oh. how excited they were. It's a local mom-and-pop place um, and how much he was happy just to see somebody coming in. And so I do think making those extra efforts when we can to shop local can make a big difference right now. Yeah, go to your local coffee shop and and be nice to your checkers uh, at the grocery store. And also, uh, I heard, I talked to a checker the other day who said, we are swamped in the morning, but if you come up in three three in the afternoon, we still have everything and it's, it's pretty much empty. So just do your normal grocery shopping again. Just, you know, stop trying to hoard and, and get to your normal grocery shopping. Uh, you have about 30 seconds to give me a silver lining out of this. Rebecca, what is your silver lining for today? My silver lining is a shout out to teachers. Uh, my fifth grader told me yesterday how much he just wants a teacher to stand in front of him and teach him again. <laughs> and, and so for, for, for all the teachers out there who are... Uh, also having all sorts of new things in their life. Thank you for what you're doing and thank you for your students who can't wait to be back in a classroom with you. Thank you for being here today, Rebecca. Rebecca uh, Garcia is going to join us every Monday. Uh, Her cohort on the CCSD parents page, the other Rebecca, is going to join us every Tuesday. So uh, we'll hopefully, hopefully you won't get them mixed up. I will talk to you next week. Have a great one, Carrie. Thank Thank, you. Thank you. You are listening to Impact, a nightly show on KUNV, looking at the social, educational, and economic impact of the coronavirus in Nevada. Intro music. Sorry. (laughs) I went to Valley High School today to talk to the principal there and some students who were picking up Chromebooks. Here's the interview. I'm standing outside Valley High School. Um, where I graduated, actually, and uh, waiting for the principal, Ramona Esparza, who I'm going to be interviewing. I'm also going to be watching them hand out Chromebooks to their seniors, and I'll be talking to some of the seniors at a distance and with some uh, protective clothing on. My God, it's beautiful out here. Springtime in Vegas and fall in Vegas is what makes you want to stay in Vegas. You have reached Ramona for the stuff again. Leave me a message. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Ramona, it's Carrie Kaufman. I'm outside the door to the office. Um, Texted you, didn't hear from you. I'm sure you're like trying to uh, figure stuff out, but I need a way in Um, and I need some protective gear so I will 
maybe walk around the rest of the school? Hmm. Let me see. Okay, thanks. I'm starting to think that I went to the wrong door. That would be so me. You must be Carrie. I'm Carrie. I'm Phil. Nice to meet nice you, to Phil. Nice to meet you. I'm, I know, right? <laughs> I'm one of the assistant principals here. Oh, cool. So, welcome back home. I understand you're a Valley alum. I am a Valley alum. Well, welcome home. <laughs> Thank you. So we're getting all set up down on the eastern side. Yeah, I told you I came to the wrong door. That's Phil Marsh. As he said, he's an assistant principal at Valley. We're a little bit ahead of the curve, you know, when it comes to technology and all that good stuff. So we had, um, we got 400 Chromebooks already on Friday nice. to kind of give out to the kids that filled out the Google form. Okay. And our teachers are just unbelievable how, how they're checking in with their kids on a daily basis and have their Google classrooms all set up. So, right. you know, just to um, provide kids with what they need. Some gloves okay, right um, here. Okay, good. Medium, large, extra large. Okay. Yourself, whatever you need. Okay. Hello. Uh, I'm gonna put this down. Okay. And then I have some masks over here for you too. Okay, good. You no, me, I've right? got headphones and masks, so this will be fine. As long as we, as long as we know who they are, and then we yeah. do the barcode, I'm good with that. The less contact you have with people, okay, the better you guys. That's Ramona Esparza. She's been Valley's principal for five and a half years. She is frequently out among the students, checking up on them. And that's no different here. Hey guys, how are you? We miss you. I have a question. Okay, baby, let me take care of him one second. Yeah, we'll do. Okay, sweetheart, everything's in here. One thing I want you to know is this, okay? Your teachers have been talking to you, correct? And giving yep. you work online? Awesome. If you need anything, don't hesitate. Contact your counselor or any of your administrators or you know your teachers that you trust. Mm -hmm. Now, as you're walking back home, if anybody approaches you, and because they know you might have this, I don't want you to jeopardize yourself or your life, okay? You give them, you give it up, because I know where we live. I don't care about this laptop, I care about you. So please make sure, don't worry about that. I want you to get what you need. Do you have Wi-Fi access? Yes. Okay, baby, have a good time, okay? All right, be safe. Yeah, we you. love you, okay? Mm -hmm. Bye, sweetheart. Elizabeth, we're getting you, okay? The Spars have talked to a lot of the kids like this, like they were her children. But I wanted to know how these high school seniors were getting along. You know, you're a senior? Yes. What's your name? Robert. How do you feel about having to go home, you know, just as your high school career is ending? Um, Mm, it's a it's a downfall, honestly. Not what I was imagining. Uh, in my perspective, I was you know, prom and graduation, walking and stuff. Now it's a questionable thing, mm -hmm. knowing that maybe it might be online wise getting my diploma and stuff like that. I mean, no matter what, I'm getting my diploma, but it's how it's done right. and stuff. And um, well, yeah, it's just a change. That's really it, mainly. Okay. But you know, it's for the safety of everybody, and I understand that. Valley is situated on Eastern between Sahara and Desert Inn. Once one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in town, it's currently inhabited by families at or below the poverty line, many of whom work at the hotels and many of whom are now out of work. It's partly because of the neighborhood that Valley serves that they're able to give Chromebooks to their students. In 2015, they became a victory school, a designation which qualifies them for more state money. They also are a Title I school, which is federal money. 
Esparza said she invested those funds in good teachers and good technology. We're actually data rich, where people make assumptions that we might not be uh, because of the kind of community that we do serve. But we have been able to provide a Chromebook card to every single classroom. And three years ago, we were one of the first um, uh, schools that was really implement, implementing Google Classroom. So I feel like my teachers credit to them and to our staff because we are actually maybe in better shape than other schools that don't have the resources to give. And it's why we're giving, not just to our seniors, we have the ability to give to all. Mm. So I think it's uh, that digital divide is real. Now, the, the challenges are this. Um, do they have access to internet? Right. Do they have access to Wi-Fi? Now, because of the pandemic, it's very bizarre because um, normally kids would be able to go to Starbucks and use free Wi-Fi or go to the, like, the East Las Vegas library down the street and use that. So that's our dilemma. That's our challenge. And I want to put a shout out to Congresswoman Susie Lee. She definitely is fighting for us all in many ways, um, not just the health care, you know, crisis, but I know that they are fighting to get like $30 billion to education. Are um, some offers out there of free Wi-Fi that the district has negotiated? Mm -hmm. Are families taking advantage of that, or is there a pipeline problem getting them the information? So it, here it's almost like um, chicken or the egg, right? Mm -hmm. So if people don't have Wi-Fi access, if they don't have, they have devices, maybe a phone, right? So maybe they can get that information in that fashion. But it's the reason why we waited to deploy our, our laptops today on a Monday instead of last week is because we know word of mouth is going to very much carry for those families that don't have access. And we have the trust from our community, and people know that when we're saying, hey, this is a service that's being offered, they will access it, and then that will carry. But that is a, that is a big, big challenge. How do we get that information out to our most underserved community? And I'm going to talk about something that most people don't necessarily think about, but it's a reality for us here at Valley, is we have many of our students that are undocumented. Mm. And I'm very, very concerned about the families that... Um, maybe will not seek certain things because they have fear and they're afraid to access um, because of kind of the culture and the climate that we're under right now. All we can do is, again, I go back to um, using the nonprofits within our community that they oftentimes will not require certain identifi identification. Um, if people need it, they need it. And, um, and I think that's where we are trying to fill those gaps for the community that is in the shadows, that is afraid. Um, again, I think at Valley we're kind of an exception because we have earned that trust um, and they know that um, we will do our best to maintain that you know, um, confidentiality as much as possible. Let's go back to the announcement that uh, the, the school was closing. There had been uh, extracurriculars were closed the week before. Uh, there had been rumors and lots of fighting over the weekend about whether the school would close. And then finally on Sunday, Governor Sisolak closed the schools. What was your stance on that? So I think just my, my own perspective, I'm not representing any, mm -hmm. I'm not representing the district. I'm, I'm a taxpayer too, but I'm also a public servant. And being in charge of over almost 2,800 students and over 200 staff members um, and knowing kind of what was shared with um, nationwide and with the governor, 
I really respected that he took the stance of making sure that we're safe. And I think that's the one thing as a building administrator, that's our, our, our like our admin 101 is safety's first. Mm -hmm. And so I was very grateful and, and glad, relieved actually, that uh, we were not coming back uh, to school. As much as it breaks my heart not to see the kids and not to be here for them, but really, um, it's a public safety concern, and, it, and, and it's something that had to happen. Um, so here's what I'm going to say, just to, you know, hindsight or looking back. Could we have done things different? You know, I'm sure a lot of other districts are saying the same thing. Right. Um, uh, if anything, we, we hopefully learned some lessons. Um, I know that, again, we were forward-thinking with our staff. Our staff was trained on distance learning and blended learning and, and utilizing technology. I know other staff uh, that I've talked with, uh, other colleagues, they were not so much. And so what do we learn from this and how do we, because maybe they're, they're definitely not maybe, there will be a next mm. um, and we need to be ready for that. And what are we doing to prepare for that? Um, so that's, I'm I, again, very grateful to our governor and to our leaders here in the state and within the district that they made that decision to close. Um, so how are your teachers jumping in on that? <laughs> I mean, you said they were trained, yeah. but still, suddenly they're not coming to school anymore. Right. Suddenly kids don't necessarily have laptops. Um, are the teachers calling their kids? Can they call their kids? Are they getting in touch with them by email? What, what's going on with there? So um, basically, yes and yes to all. Okay. Um, my teachers, even before we were given direction, were communicating with the students and with families, mostly via email, Google Classroom, which you can access hundreds of uh, kids on a roster at a time. Mm -hmm. um, we were also definitely, I think teachers were using Zoom and Google Hangout. Um, again, a lot of our kids are on Edgenuity, which is platforms that teach content academically, mm. and they can work self-paced. Even our health teachers have kids uh, doing a curriculum online, and that was actually being done at school. Mm. So um, it was, like I said, just the second layer was trying to reach the kids that we couldn't reach. Uh, and now that we have access to, you know, getting infinite campus and getting phone numbers and, you know, we can call home to try to locate. Our challenge within our community, like many other schools that are, are, are urban, is sometimes those phone numbers are out, out of service. Oh. And uh, sometimes, um, you know, th there's just no access to getting that updated information. So then you have to go to the next problem solve, is communicating with the parents in some form or fashion via social media, or getting out parent links to say, hey, we need you to update your data. Now, the challenge has been um, I'm getting communication from students. Their parents have lost jobs. They need verification that they are enrolled currently as a student. So I don't know if you heard when we were passing out a laptop, a student and a parent was saying, hey, I need to get verification that my son is enrolled here because now we have to apply for unemployment. Mm. So those are things we have to be able to um, accommodate even though we're not in school, so that they can get those basic needs met. So um, we do our best to make phone calls. We're doing parent links. We're doing emails. We're doing all the platforms on Google Classroom to really try and reach as many as we possibly can. Are you have staff here? Tell me who's here handing out the Chromebooks. So again, we have been given direction to make sure that people understand things are voluntary. And I, I'm grateful because we have such a culture here at Valley. We really take care of our kids in our community. 
um, when we told the administrative team and some support staff members um, that we would be given the permission to distribute uh, these items to our kids that need it, uh, we had quite a, f quite a lot of people sign up. Uh, we don't have any teachers. Uh, uh, we didn't put it out to them because we felt, uh, based on the support staff response and the administrative response, that we, were, we had enough people to be able to do it. How are your teachers doing? So, we had a staff meeting last week, which was on Google Hangout, and it was our typical site-based um, instructional time that we do every week. I, I know, and it, and, it, and it really hurts my heart, because some of our teachers, I think about our teachers that are here by themselves. Like, maybe they moved to Vegas, they really don't have any family, so I really worry about those teachers um, because they're isolated. Uh, sure, they can pick up a phone and call family members, but the fact that they're not in physical contact with anyone at home can be very, uh, just so isolating and so depressing. So that's one thing we made sure when we uh, started, before we went to business, that we talked about their own, their own self-care. And, um, and having seen some of them, I could see that they are struggling with that. Um, and so it also made me talk to the administrative team to talk about we're doing phone trees now. So we're making sure that we're calling our teachers and checking in with them. How are you doing? What do you need? I mean, we even had teachers that needed to check out laptops as well. So absolutely, absolutely. So we can make no assumption during this time. And I even, I think my new ask is not just self-care with my team, but don't be afraid to ask for help. And I think that's the thing that people, you know, especially um, maybe embarrassed, but we can't be because we're only as strong as our community. So our teachers are doing well under the circumstances. Um, they are reaching out to kids. I have teachers doing YouTube videos. I have kids doing Zoom with students. And I, even when I talk to the kids, they're, I get emails from students and they're asking questions, which is natural. And, and I think they just want that connection. But what I appreciate is that kids are saying, Miss, my teachers, they've been talking to me and, right. and I've been doing you know, a lesson and it's been, you know, at least it keeps me you know, busy or I'm learning about such and such. And so it's kind of nice to be able when that student kind of reaches out just to me as their principal, because they're used to having access, that they can even tell me, you know, hey, tell them thank you. I really appreciate how they're just kind of seeing how I'm doing. Nice. How are you doing? Well, uh, some sleepless nights. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. I think when it when we first closed, uh, nobody understood or knew what was next. And I think that unknown and this whole virtual remote working, uh, it was nonstop texting, emails all day and night which is understandable because people had to get information out quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like now, this is the third week, the beginning of the third week, it feels like things have settled a little bit more. Um, and I think that's the other piece of advice that we even try to give to our staff is like, try to get into a routine. And so I've tried my best. <laughs> there. Which period is this? Uh, let's see, what time is it? It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, 12. yeah, it's like uh, probably fifth period. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, the bells, we've been trying to get those shut off, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, so yeah, our new normal, my new normal has been to really try to set up my routine as much as I can. Um, and even taking care of my own per- personal health and well-being. Um, but I'm going to tell you there's times that I get, and I'm getting emotional, I get an email from some of our students, and it's just heartbreaking. Um, I really feel for our seniors. They're missing out on prom. They're missing out on um, senior activities, senior sunrise. Um, we don't know what the future is going to hold, Uh, But I just, I have to be strong for everybody. And as a leader, we have to model and hopefully also be vulnerable. Like, I think it's okay when I tell my kids, you know what, I I know it's kind of scary, but we we will get through this. It's going to be all right. So those are the things that we, you know, I think about myself um, the most. But I I will be honest with you, I've, I've had some sleepless nights. I was here last year mm-hmm. um, to uh, when you had the program about suicide prevention, mm-hmm. and there were kids that were on the edge there. I can't imagine that that has gone away. Um, are you communicating specifically with those kids that you are worried about? Thank you for asking. We absolutely have. And because Valley has a wellness center that provides a mental health counseling for students that are fragile. Uh, thankfully, United Citizens Foundation has been amazing, and they are continuing to work remotely with those kids, uh, checking in. And we, again, have that privilege through Victory Funding to pay for three social workers. So um, those individuals, in addition to our counselors, in addition to our teachers, one of our first uh, topics of business when we did talk to the staff last week was we need to check in with them mentally before we think about academics. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes people are stressed and we still are, you know, mandated reporters. So if students are, you know, self-harming or they're indicating, you know, things that are happening, we still are by law going to reach out and make sure that they get the help that they need or prevent something from happening. Um, the good thing is that our kids, because of some of that programming and how we our culture is here, it's okay to not be okay, they at least talk to us. Mm. Um, and I think that's half the battle, is if they talk to us, they talk to a peer, and other peers will tell us as well. So uh, we are very much checking on those students that are most fragile and checking in with them. So thankfully, uh, that has been probably a saving grace in this time for those kids that are most vulnerable. Marza and her team will be handing out Chromebooks at Valley again tomorrow from 11.30 to 2.30. Another episode of Impact has come and gone. Thanks to Rebecca Garcia, Ramona Esparza, and her entire team at Valley High School. And yes, we were all wearing masks. There's a picture on the Nevada Voice Facebook page. The music you've been listening to is Foster the People's Life on the Nickel and Vampire Weekend's Oxford Comma, which is what you're listening to right now. Special thanks uh, to all of our contributors from the CCSD Parents Facebook page. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. and we're talking tomorrow about domestic violence during the time 
of coronavirus, its, its impact. Your evening is better with more variety. 91.5 Jazz and More.
Your evening is better with more variety. 91.5 Jazz and More.
More music, more variety. 91.5 Jazz and More.
91.5 Jazz and More.
91.5 Jazz and More. Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered with oil Strumming my six string On my front porch swing Smell of shrimp there But this brand new tattoo But it's a real beauty A Mexican cutie How it got here I haven't a clue Wasting away again In Margarita Bay Searching for
Chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the road. Tell me how long you gonna stay here, Joe. Some people say this town don't look good in snow. You don't care, I know. 